All right, guys. Uh, I'll take the blame on this one. Just been super busy moving out, all this stuff. But yo, we back. JJ, what's up, Julian? How you been? How's life? I'll take all the blame. I just started school again. I'm about to graduate soon, but I mean, right, I forgot right, how much it kicks my ass. I well, we're both we're both sorry for delaying this shit, but we got a lot to catch up on the on the NFL. Uh, week five, week six, and a lot of free agent buzz. So. Uh, real quick, let's just get the free agent buzz. Le'Veon Bell, bro, to the Chiefs. What were your th- initial thoughts? It's it's a, it's an all right move, bro. Honestly, everyone's hyping it up too much. It's, I agree. It's gonna help the Chiefs, but it's not gonna make them the overwhelming favorites. Like, I mean, of course they're Super Bowl favorites, but this isn't gonna be a, a huge disadvantage to opposing teams. Like, it's just another yeah. running back. We don't know what Le'Veon Bell's got on. Did you see my tweet when it happened? Yeah, you're talking about something. I just I knew you weren't that big of a fan about so, it. So my thing is, look, Le'Veon's good. I understand, like they, the rich get richer. To me, it's like when Boogie signed with the Warriors. You remember that? Like when I told you, I'm like, they're not gonna win. And you looked at me and you walked away. You walked off saying when we were recording the sports the sports inferno video. You're like, Gee, the Warriors yes. aren't gonna like shit like that. Like I don't know. Let's pump the brakes. It was like week five when they signed him. Like after week, it was actually week six, like in between. But like, like you said, we don't know what he has to offer. He hasn't played for basically a year and a half, and you know we'll see. Like he looked kind of rusty when he would play those games. So maybe it was Adam Gase, but I mean I like the move. I just you know I, I feel like they should still go through Alaire. Like they're gonna take some pressure off of him, but I like that kid, dude. He's good. I'm not just Hilaire. saying that because. I know he's on your fantasy squad, but um, you know he's good. I like the way he runs. He, you know, Adam, Andy Reid's using him like a Brian Westbrook type, so I'm a fan of him. But we'll see how they use Bell. I'm interested to see. What they yeah, do I mean it's, it's gonna be a trio now with Williams, <laughs> Bell, and because I mean looking at this past week, I mean we'll get to it, but Williams had a good game too. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how they put Bell. I don't see him in terms of fantasy. I don't see Bell going off. At all, yeah. to be clear. He might have a game in there that he does good, but that's it. I don't think he's going to go off like that. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm interested to see. But another one that, I mean, surprised me just happened yesterday. Yannick and Gakwe to the Ravens now? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, when, when, <laughs> yeah, but that one's surprising. When was he available? I don't understand. Like, why don't these teams let the everybody know, hey, this guy's available and then get the best offer? I feel like the Vikings did this shit under the table and then. You know, oh, Ravens offering us a third round pick. All right, that's it right there. Boom, let's go. Like what? Well, I think it's just because they don't want to leak anything for Yannick to know about, and then he feels disrespected after just getting traded there. So, I mean, if they don't, if they didn't want him, who gives a fuck if he feels just disrespected? Like you're gonna get rid of him anyway. True. I mean, I, mean, just, I understand it. It could be like a respect thing, but like for me, just looking at it like through a business standpoint. Fucking get the best offer. You're gonna tell me a third round pick was the best offer you could get for him? I don't. I don't know. I feel like there's other teams that could have wanted him. Like, wait, wouldn't they give him up to the Jaguars for him? Second, second round. Yeah, I feel like they could have got that back. Honestly, if they would have made it more public. But yeah, I mean that's a good trade, man. Ravens are going all in. Like their offense is struggling, but their defense is you know looking pretty good. Besides last week, I don't know what happened to them with the Eagles, but. Um, I like the defense. I like the the pieces they have. So we'll see. And then wasn't oh, I mean the big one just happened. AB to the Bucks looks like it's final. 
What do you think? Your NFC South rivals getting stronger. Yeah, the Bucks. The Bucks are becoming more and more the favorites of this division. It's, I mean, it's too, no surprise. We talked about it in the previews. Any of these two teams could have made it or could have been the favorites. And I don't know. I, I this is kind of a different feel than compared to the Le'Veon Bell acquisition for the Chiefs because Antonio Brown has had he played once with. Tom Brady, and he had a good game, so mm-hmm. he had he knows he kind of has a little bit of chemistry with Brady, so we'll see how that turns out. And apparently, he's working on his how his public image. So I mean, who knows? This is going to be a high risk, high reward for the Bucks. And I feel like it's going to be more of a reward than a risk. Yeah, I'm excited to see you know what happens, and I'm just surprised because I remember in the off season, Variance was very adamant that they didn't want to bring him in, but I guess Brady kind of. You know, convince them over time, and I don't feel like they need receivers. But I mean, you can't really have too many receivers in my eyes. So yeah, you can't. You that's really a can. good. That's a good trio right there: Evans, Brown, and Godwin, with Scotty Miller too. I mean, that's a pretty good receiving core. That's probably hey, they're, they're stacking up to be one of the best. So listen though, this other one that's kind of under the radar that I'm liking is Dez to the Ravens. Yeah, to the practice squad. I yes, mean, sir. I mean, it's a practice squad, but I know eventually he might get called up if he still yeah. has a little bit of the old Dez in him. I mean, the so. Ravens don't have anybody at receiver besides Hollywood, so that makes sense if he's healthy and you know he looks. If he's like at least eighty percent of what he used to be, that'll be a good signing. Tell that that's gonna be probably the that's gonna be my best signing of the season thing of a uh, end season acquisition to me. But we'll sure. we'll see we'll There's see how it goes. A lot of trade rumors, but I don't think we can cover all of them. It's too much, but uh, let's get into week five. Um, one of the the big games was obviously Bucks Bears and how Brady forgot it was fourth down. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. What do you think about the Bears, bro? Five and one. They've been getting some good wins. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Bears. I mean, it's the power of Nick Foles, bro. I mean, obviously Trubisky won a couple of those first few games of the season, but I mean. Nick Foles is really taking this team to the next level. Shout out to the to the organization for training for him. Um, a lot of people kind of hated this move. I kind of liked it when they first picked him. I didn't think he was going to be back to the old Foles. I mean, so I don't know. I love. I'm loving this defense. This is probably one of the top ten defense, top ten, maybe top five defenses in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep forgetting that how lethal their defense was these past few years with Khalil Mack. So I don't know. I'm liking this team. I still don't think. They are as good as the Packers in this division, but they can certainly make this wild card spot. That, yeah, you know they can compete for it because you said they're five and one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean their schedule is gonna get a little harder in the coming weeks. They got the Rams and and LA this week coming up, and uh, I think they have the Saints the following week. But don't quote me on that. We'll see. We'll see how they are. They got obviously they played the Bucks. They beat the Bucks. Um, which is a very good game. Um, part of this is the Bucks losing this game as well, though. Well, I mean, yeah. either or, they took the W. So yeah, I don't I mean, know. Give, give, the, give the Bears some credit, man. Give her, give the Bears some credit. I thought Anybody the Bears were some... full of shit. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, I, I agree. The, I the first so couple games they won, as like, I mean, Atlanta blew a lead. They were blowing leads every other game, and the the Lions, Lions. blew a lead. Like, I, I don't know. It's just like, eh, we'll see. And then. They beat the Bucks and the Panthers. Panthers are good. Like that, that we we said in the previews, like the Panthers are gonna be those teams. There's gonna be a team where it's like teams are gonna 
you know, not not take seriously, and then they catch you by surprise. Like, nah, the Bears shut them down completely. So, you know, shout out to yep. them. And now um, they're five and one, top of the division. So we'll see. Um, yeah. Another big game: the Raiders beating the Chiefs that week. That was yeah. that, that caught me off guard completely. I didn't Same. think I didn't see that happening. What, what were you, What were your thoughts seeing Henry Ruggs and Josh Jacobs go through this defense? Listen, I think this is one of the. I mean, we've said it multiple times before in this podcast. Divisional games, you just really can't predict, no matter how inferior the opponent can be uh, to the Chiefs or like a top team like the Chiefs. Um, so I, when I first saw it, I was really surprised, and then I, after a couple hours of digesting this this uh, result of the game, I just I was like, you know what? It's a divisional game. It's yeah. gonna happen. You're gonna you're gonna have teams like the Raiders beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. But hey, give some credit to. To the Raiders and John Gruden, because Derek Carr had a good game. Like, good he, he went, what, 22 for 31, 347 yards, three touchdowns. The, the Yo, thing, the knock Derek about Carr is he doesn't take chances. He's too and he did, though, this yeah, game. Yeah, he did. He was taking that's, – that's what put them over the top. So, yeah, credit yeah. to him completely. Like, he's the one who – he won them the game, honestly. Like, they took risks, they took chances, and Derek Carr was willing to take them as well. You know Gruden, he's always willing to take shots, but – Derek Carr's mostly like, oh, check down to Waller or Jacobs. And he was taking shots. Henry Lu- Henry Ruggs looks good. And we'll Waller looked good for that game. Um, yeah, it's just it's surprising to me that you can. No, yeah, I don't if know. I were to tell you in the beginning of the season that Derek Carr outplayed Patrick Mahomes in one of the games, you would yeah. not believe me. <laughs> no, so. yeah, I agree. And um, they they have some pretty decent guys. Like Nelson Aguilar is getting a little rejuvenation. Where was this when he was with the Eagles? <laughs> But him, him Waller, yeah, him, Waller, Ruggs, Jacobs, I mean, that's a decent core. The defense is concerning to me, but what they did on offense was pretty good. So, you know, that was a surprising game for sure. Yeah, shout out to the Raiders, right? They're, they're having a pretty good season in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, they are. We'll see if they can keep it going. They got the... Uh, what they got the Bucks on, on... Oh, they pushed it up. It's not Sunday night no more, so... It's, uh, um, when is it now? Four twenty-five or four oh five. Yeah, it's that four oh five slot. So, um, yeah, I mean, so that was a good game. And then obviously the Steelers and Eagles, Clay, Claypool's coming out party. This kid's good. I mean, I'm the Steelers man. They're the they're wide receiver, the coaching staff or whatever. They know how to develop receivers. It's crazy. And so mean, that's a, meanwhile, the Patriots can't get no receivers, and these guys are just drafting them and making them monsters every year. So, shout out to listen them. though, listen though, the Eagles secondary is not one of the top secondaries on the league. Let's be true. quite honest. That's so, true. Um, but I mean, he's still do, he's doing it every week. He's making a big play true. every week, even his that's first true. game. Like, I don't know. I like I like this kid. They're in, I forgot who said it, but um. Oh, Chris Sims. He was like, "This could, this is gonna be DK Metcalf 2.0, like his rookie year." I don't Ooh, know. Okay. So yeah. we'll see. He's good. I like him. I don't know what are your thoughts on him, but yeah. See, the funny thing is, uh, I remember. I just this is one of those picks that are outside the first round that I just remembered. Yeah. Watching uh, in April, I was like, "Jace Claypool, Notre Dame. This is this is long and skinny. I didn't I didn't think he was gonna do something so have success in the mm-hmm. NFL. And look at him now. Funny to me, a couple months later, he's." Off He's making plays, yeah, for sure. Yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to Big Ben, though. Big Ben's. It's, it's also. I mean, you mentioned the right receivers, coaches, but it's also Big Ben running the ball. I feel like that. That's yeah, official. Those, 
Hold on, it's official. AB to the Bucks, one-year deal. Keep going. Yep. Uh, yeah, with Big Ben, though, like, last year with Mason Rudolph, you didn't have that many, like, receivers go off in that team. So, shout out. It's also part of Big Ben. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, for sure. But it's still, these dudes are just drafting everybody in the second, third round. Deontay Johnson, James Washington, Juju Smith-Schuster. And they're all being, you know, they're all contributing to this team. So, that's why I say shout out to their receiving coaches and all that. So, um, and Tomlin. So, yeah, AB, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. I, mean, I can go, I can keep going, but, um, yeah, you have a, a whole bunch of lists yeah. of receivers. <clears throat> um, I wanted to talk to you about this game before. I wanted to get your thoughts. Viking Seahawks, should they have kicked the field goal or gone for it? No, listen, listen. I feel like the Vikings got screwed over at the end of, the, of that game. Um, I forgot because it's been a week now, but I forgot. I just know that they had another play left in them, but the refs didn't uh, like stop. Like they didn't give them another because the clock was at zero, but uh, the refs messed up on a call, and since it was at zero, they didn't allow the Vikings to have another play. So I don't know. I feel like that was kind of messed up. I don't remember exactly specifically what it was, but I just do remember that part. Um, back to the field goal. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just I can't. You know, the Seahawks always have an advantage in Seattle somehow, even without that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but they just can't seem to lose that in Seattle, bro. I don't know what it is up there. There's no altitude or anything. Um, so, I don't know. I have nothing much to say about this game. I'm just Vikings. It, it transitions to the like we'll talk about it when we talk about week six, but Texans Titans was the same thing. Like they could have kicked the extra point, gone up eight, and then have the Titans try to get a touchdown and a two point. But I don't know. These teams are like being super aggressive for I don't know why. Like a two point conversion isn't given every time. Like that doesn't mean they're gonna get it automatically. So true. True, but like you, you, sometimes when you're when you're playing in a in a stadium like Seattle, you you gotta you gotta, you know, go for it and stuff. So I don't know, I don't know. Like Seattle, like I said, I'm not. This isn't a, an episode. Like how do I say this? This isn't. This was to be expected, I guess you can say. The Seahawks winning this game. So yeah. It is what it is. Bro. The fact I mean, that Minnesota teams. was that was even cutting it that close is that was surprising to me. But I'm not surprised Seattle won. It's you're just, right. They should have. They should have, um, you know, I think played it smarter, but oh well. Um, and then obviously the Dak injury, that was tough. Uh, freaking, man, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm pissed at the Cowboys, man. They fucked him over. Well, see, look, the thing is, that really gets me mad because it's, just, it's part of the business of sports, fortunately. But, like, you know, he he could have very easily set out. Uh, he could have held out. He could have sat out just because of COVID reasons. But he, he really wanted to go out there and showcase his skills. And shout out to that because he was having an MVP year, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the he was the only Cowboy in that squad, and I was really respecting a lot because if you look at those games prior to his injury, he was the only one carrying this team. Um, the Cowboys would be having to score forty points a game just to win a couple games. So when they be, came back and beat the Falcons, it was all Dak, Dak making plays for them and throwing balls where you know, most quarterbacks can't throw. Uh, throw it to so I don't know and and then and we saw it with last week's game and we'll get to it but 
it's, I mean, the Cowboys are dumb, bro. It's over. Um, and yeah. I, if I were Dak Prescott, I would not want to come back. Even if Jerry Jones franchise tags me again next season, I would not want to come back. It's just the, the feeling of disloyalty that you're getting in that organization. It's just it's very disrespectful, bro. I've never seen a player get so, so much disrespect, especially when they're putting their, their soul and their body on the line for that team. So, I don't know. It's very disrespectful. Even when Romo got hurt, like it, they seemed too adamant on not starting him for whatever reason, and then they finally had to because he was playing too good. But yeah, I mean, in a sport where you know it's not given, you can get hurt any play, just like Dak did right there. And for them to not sign him long term to the money that the, that he wanted, that's fucking stupid. And then for Stephen Jones, uh, Jerry Jones's son, to come out and say, "Oh, he's our future." Then why didn't you sign him in the offseason if he is? Why are we tagging him? Why are we not just taking care of business? Because you can tell the way Dak was playing. I know their defense is bad and all that, but the way he was playing, he was playing, you know, to make his money, and he was risking it out, risking it all. That's why he, you know, in that play, he kind of like, you know, truck. He wanted to truck him and, you know, take a hit, get some yards, and. He's just trying to put all of it out there on the field, and, you know, that shit happens. And, unfortunately, the, the Cowboys kind of fucked him over. Like, it's so dumb. Like, you could tell he was taking a lot more risks than he really had to because he wasn't set up for the, you know, financially in the future. So, you know, Jerry Jones is fucked up for not taking care of him in the first place. But we'll see. I, I mean, they, they lost their QB, honestly. He's gone. So Yeah, I don't. I, if I was that guy, I would not come back for any reason. So, I mean, we keep saying it. Chicago is a good place. Indianapolis is a good place. I know you said New Orleans. That's a sneaky good place. If he goes to New Orleans, they're Super Bowl contenders right there. I agree. 100%. So. Um, no, but, like, we'll I mean, see. these past – yeah, like I said, though, these past few games before prior to this injury, like, he was leading them. Literally, it was just Dak yep. Prescott winning these games. Not He's still the leading the league in yards. Like, that's that's crazy. Exactly. Like I don't know. He he was up there with Russell Wilson in my MVP voting. Yeah. Um. So shout out to Dak, man. It sucks. It's unfortunate that it happened because, like you said, I like how you brought that up because the context of that injury, like, he could have very easily just slid, you know, play, like, just live to play for another uh, down. Mm-hmm. But that he was really putting his whole body on the line and yeah. for no reason, honestly. Like, you have a big contract that you're playing for. I understand, but sometimes you gotta be smart about it. But Dak really didn't care. He wanted to go out there and win. And, that's just that shows the attitude that he offers to an organization. Like it's very disappointing that Jerry Jones. And you have to think if like Dak Prescott's brother, I can I can tell he's kind of a big influence in his life. He's probably telling him, "Hey, fuck the Cowboys, bro. Go somewhere else. They didn't want you, so fucking leave." That that's how I'm just taking it. Kind of like Uncle Dennis with Kawhi or Clutch with LeBron. Like they're in his ear, like talking to him and saying, "You know what? Like they don't they don't respect you, so go elsewhere." And, that that's unfortunate. I mean, not it's not unfortunate because they kind of did it to themselves. But man, fuck the Cowboys for no, not doing it's that. Un, you know? It's unfortunate for Dak himself. Well, like, I'm, I'm saying not, for the organization. I don't, I don't feel bad don't, for them at all. I don't. Yeah, I don't either. Like y'all, you guys got yourself into this. Yeah. If you guys would have signed him. He would have been set to go for the next coming years. Because I, in my opinion, when he comes back from this injury, Dak's gonna be the old Dak. Like he's gonna have the great season that he was having now. And I and I think this injury's not gonna hold him back physically. Um. Maybe mentally, but honestly, I expect the old back to come back. This yeah. Year. I just don't see him being in Dallas actually. So I agree. We'll see. That's a developing story that's going to boil over in the offseason. Mm-hmm. And stuff, so. 
I mean, yeah. I guess we can transition to week six. Uh, Monday night, Cowboys, Cardinals. Yeah. Um, Man, they blew them out. <laughs> that just shows you, though. That shows you the, yeah. the, the Dak Prescott factor. Like, Dak would have made this game at least, at the very least, close. Mm-hmm. Dak would have made this game very competitive for both sides. But, I mean, Andy Dalton's just going to give you the normal check down passes. He's not going to. Not gonna get you those those uh amazing plays that Dak was offering. So yeah, this is. I mean, it doesn't help Ezekiel Elliott fumble the ball a couple times, but still though. He's like, been having Dak a lot of problems it. with that. Yeah, Andy. I don't know what's going on with Ezekiel Elliott this season. Um, he's having his his stats though. It's, it's yeah, not he's good just stats, fumbling like, He's just yeah, he's having problems with the ball. I don't know what it is, but I mean, give credit to the Cardinals too. They they did their thing. They came to Dallas. They blew them out, and this is really not competitive at all. After it was halftime. I was like, yeah, this game's over. Yeah. Kyler, Kyler, Kyler Murray and Christian Kirk did, so. Yeah. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. Drake. Yeah, Kenyon Shout Drake. out to Kenyon Drake, bro. We won fantasy last week. Kenyon, Kenyon so. Drake kind of finally woke up, so that's a good yeah, sign Yeah, I was waiting for, for that. And the, the funny thing is, I was going to text you after this game. Like, yo, where's, where's, I was going to, like, prior to the Cowboys, I was going to tell you, like, bro, Kenyon Drake is not cutting it for us. Yeah. Oh, you shut us up. So, let's play, play another game for us and shout out to Kenny Drake, shout out to Kyler Murray. This offense is very scary and it will be scary for the coming week for the coming years. And uh yeah. All they needed um, was the running game. Now that they have that, if he can stay consistent with it, man, I mean they they can start pushing for that wild card spot. You're right. You're right. But I mean I don't know. All I gotta say this about this game is Dak would have made this game at least close. Oh yeah. hundred um, percent completely watchable. Um, but now, I mean, the Cowboys got themselves in this situation. The yep. only way Andy Dalton has a great game is if Ezekiel Elliott uh, establishes the run game early and forces the defenses to adjust. But mm-hmm. for the time being, this is just how it's going to be for the Cowboys. And, uh, they're very fortunate to be in a very weak division as the NFC East. But, I mean, it is what it is. They ain't going to do anything in the playoffs. So. All right, just, just yeah. so we can uh, touch on this so you can go ahead and say what you want to say. Uh, Falcons beat the Vikings first game without Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov. Uh, your thoughts uh, when they got fired? Was it a, was it a sigh of relief? Did you feel like they got the monkey off your back? Like what was it for you? Yeah, kind of. It was a good and bad for me, to be quite honest with you. I mean, it was it was bound to happen with Quinn. Um, mm-hmm. it sucks that it already like it happened at that moment. I wanted them to wait to the end of the season to do it, but I mean. When you're just when you're zero and five and you're getting embarrassed like that at home to the Panthers, I mean it's you have to do something about it. So yeah, it was bound to happen. Thomas Dimitrov getting really uh, fired too though was a surprise to me. To be quite honest with you, it's it sent a message though to Arthur Blank to everybody out there in the league that he's he's ready for a new new era of Falcons football, which I'm a very excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, but the negative reaction to this is, yo, like you got, uh. You got a new he- uh, interim head coach in Manuel. Um, for those who don't know, he's a very uh, Raheem high Morris. Uh, I thought it was Manuel. It's Raheem Morris. His name is Morris. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry, man. Sorry, Morris. <laughs> um, sorry, but no, he's I I like him, bro. Cause like um prior prior to last season when we went one and seven, Dan Quinn promoted him to be the defense coordinator. Cause when he made those uh mid season changes in the coaching staff, um. Our defense was elite uh, after that one and seven start with Morris uh, leading the way. So I was very excited to see what Morris is going to offer this coming week prior to the Vikings game. Um, I kind of had a feeling we were going to win this despite everything. Yeah, me too. Uh, 
win in Minnesota. Um, but yeah, I was excited to see what was going on. I was happy to see the Matt Ryan and Todd Gurley and Julio Jones finally becoming the trio that I expected them to be. Um, so it's just, I don't know, I feel like the Falcons kind of went, went out there and just played with no pressure. Um, and Morris just kind of led the way there too. So Morris is an outstanding coach. I like him. Um, unfortunately, I don't want him to be the coach for next year, even if he does go like 11 and all the rest of the season. Um, but shout out to Morris. Uh, he des- he's deserving of a head coaching position somewhere else or possibly a bigger role in any other organization, maybe even being a defensive coordinator for us again next year because that man's a leader amongst more. Like he, he can do it on both sides. He's a receiver's coach prior to being on the team. Uh, the defensive coordinator, which is it raised questions when Quinn did it, but Quinn saw something in him. So shout out to him. I love him as a coach. Um, but the the reason why I have a negative reaction to this too though is like now we decided to win some fucking games. We're one in five now. We're not going to be in contention for the first round for the first pick of the draft. Let's be honest. The Jets are not going to win the game, and if they do, they're not going to win two games because we're bound to win another one before the season ends. Um, the Giants are looking bad. Um, Washington football team starting to look bad again. So I don't know. This is this is this is this is typical Falcons football, bro. To be quite honest, we 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 go bad and then we win a couple games to get us out of the top five uh, pick selections, and then we end up becoming mediocre again because we ended up winning a couple unnecessary games that get us like twelfth and third or thirteenth in the draft. Yeah, and then we end up not getting we end up not drafting the player that we want. Look at last year, we wanted uh, Brown uh, from Auburn. The to tackle, or we wanted uh, Anderson. what's his name, Akuda from, from Ohio State, or like CJ Henderson from Florida. We never got those guys because we won on this unnecessary game in San Francisco. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed that game. I'm glad we beat the Niners, but if we would have not have won that game, we could have probably been higher in the draft and could have gotten the guys we wanted. Yeah, and stuff. So, this is just typical Falcons football, bro. We, we win a couple unnecessary games after we don't need to anymore, and it ends up messing up our <laughs> draft position. Hey, I mean, we're one in five. Some people say you never know. What if we do win the rest of our season games and make the playoffs? Which I mean, I'll be happy if we do. I'll, we'll see. It all just goes down to the next couple of weeks because we got the Panthers again next Thursday and the Lions this Sunday. So I don't know. This is for now. I'm kind of pissed that we just won um, because now we're probably like what fifth right now in draft selection. But yeah. We'll see. Because I can see this. I want to say one more thing too about the Falcons. Arthur Blank has not ruled out. Or, yeah, has not ruled out Matt Ryan being the quarterback for this season. He has everything out on the table. He says that whatever the new coach, the new GM wanted from him. Yeah, essentially what he's saying. So Matt Ryan might not be our quarterback next season. Um, they might want to get their own guy. But if you want to get a guy like uh, Eric Bieniemy to be our head coach, you need to have a top five pick because that I'm sure Eric Bieniemy wants his players in that squad. And if he could get a Justin Fields or a Trevor Lawrence, he would take it. Yeah. I yeah, I, I like I like Fields, Trevor, or Trey Lance, or Lawrence for you guys. I don't think, or Cam Newton. Cam Newton to me is still on the table for you guys too, especially because he's from there. So we'll see. I hope you guys. Well, don't they're all him, Georgia but, guys. Fields yeah. is from Georgia. Lawrence is from Georgia. So. Well, I hope y'all don't get Cam, but. Um, yeah, but like, <laughs> it's possible. But that's what I'm saying though. Like we're just ruining our our kind of our future, winning these games. Yeah. Unless we're really like. If Morris, since Morris won last week, I, I really hope this guy just has a, like goes 11 and 0 the rest of the season we make playoffs because there's no point in winning these games. And Arthur Blank said it himself. He wants, he's going to have a new era of Falcons football next year. Yeah. He's going to have his new coach, his new GM, and 
But when that happens, most of the time, these old veterans that we all love and adore are going to be gone. Julio might leave. It's, as heartbreaking as that, that hurt right now saying that, it's, he, might be, he might be leaving. And Matt Ryan as well. So financially speaking, it's a whole different story. They probably won't, but it can happen. Eric Bieniemy might draft him because Justin Fields if he comes to Atlanta as head coach. So we'll see. We're just we're just messing it up for the new head coaches coming in. Yeah, I like the enemy for you guys. So we'll see. Or Arthur Smith for the Titans. But the so. thing about it though is with the enemy is like I feel like he's indecisive between Houston and Atlanta. Um, he has we have advantages with our draft picks and stuff. And Houston's like a mess. Well, I agree. Houston's a mess, but they got Deshaun Watson down there, man. So that that in itself could be could be something. Because, like I said, if we're the 10th pick of the draft or like 11, and we have Matt Ryan, I feel like the enemy's going to be like, well, I'm not going to do it to get my guy unless I trade my whole draft stock for the second pick of the I draft. I think Houston has to start trading their veteran guys. I, th- I think they should start putting J.J. Watt up. I saw the receivers are up. You know, they're, they're opening and shopping them as well. But, yeah, they need to get something back uh, draft-wise because they have nothing. They, they traded everything for, you know, for pennies, basically. Like, Laramie Tunsil hasn't really been what he was supposed to be. Um, obviously, they got rid of D-Hop. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just the, the decisions that Bill O'Brien really fucked this team up for the future. So, Yeah, um, and I kind of want to credit Thomas Dimitrov for not doing anything like that to us. Because I feel like he was he kind of had the sense that he was on the hot seat too with Dan Quinn. But shout out to him and much respect for him not um, mortgaging the future for one player yeah. that might have been the risk at all. I mean, we'll yeah. see. I, I feel like you guys have potential. That's why I, you know, we have the advantage for now. But I feel like we're in the middle of like fifteenth or fourteenth pick of the draft. Like the enemy might say, ah. But who knows? We'll see how it goes this coming weeks. Uh, we'll talk about head coaches and stuff later in the year. Mm-hmm. Get closer to Black Monday and stuff. But yeah, shout out to Falcons, first one this season. We're kind of happy about that. Um, the Vikings almost there, bro. <laughs> I mean, Justin Jefferson is the only shining star in that franchise right now. He looks really good. I like him. The funny thing is, though, is like uh, Dalvin Cook was hurt. He got hurt the week before um, against the Seahawks, and they were debating if they want to play him. And I'm I'm convinced they don't want to say this out loud. But I'm convinced they don't want to play him. They want to give him another week off against us because they thought this was going to be a push. Yeah, probably. I don't know, paybacks or karma's, uh, you know what? Yeah. It's got a bye week this week. All right, bro. So, talk about your team. Now, let's talk about mine. They lost to the Broncos 18-12. to And, man, I don't know. Like, what was your initial thoughts on the game, Ryan? I'll let you go first. Yeah, your Patriots? Yeah. And then, hey, move into the, um, then move into the Broncos first. That was honestly the surprise game for me. Mm-hmm. I did not think that was going to happen. Because uh, you got to also keep in mind the Broncos aren't that good this year either. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they. I, I don't believe Melvin Gordon played that game. So, no. I don't know. Um, I'm looking at the stats right now, too. Who's this guy uh, on, on the Broncos receiver? Tim Patrick? Yeah, he went off that game. Bro, on a 
unacceptable, bro. Unacceptable. What is going on, bro, with this defense? Uh, I, I, I do believe Gilmore played this game, too, no? Yeah, he did. Um, I mean, I feel like our opt-outs are killing us. But, I mean, even if we had them, honestly, like, we don't have any big guys in the D-line like I was telling you before we started. Like, our biggest dude is Lawrence Guy. He's, like, 290 or some shit like that. Like, we need big dudes on the line, and we don't have it. Our run defense is poor. Um, our secondary is decent. I mean, it's good. I just don't like our safeties right now. Adrian Phillips and the rookie, Kyle Duggar. Like, I don't feel like that's enough. I mean, McCordy's there too, but, you know, he's kind of getting up there in age. But Say that. McCordy doesn't look like. Both of them. Both of them look like they kind of well, fell off a little bit. But, um, yeah, the McCordy twins aren't showing up. I, I don't understand why Will isn't starting J.C. Jackson and Stefan. Like, he's starting Jason McCourty over J.C., which makes no sense. This dude leads the leagues in, in interceptions, and he's obviously the better corner out of the two, and for whatever reason, he doesn't want to start him. But that's the only bright spot of our defense right now is J.C. Jackson. Like, he's, he's just really stepping up, and I think he has a pick in every game. Or, like, most, most of the games he has an interception. So, I mean, that's the only bright spot, but, yeah, man, it sucks. Like, Cam doesn't look the same since COVID, but, like, we had a chance to win the game, and he kind of overthrew Nikhil Harry, so that was pretty much it. Like, I the, say that, too. Like, do you think that his COVID thing is still, like, like in him? Like, I think, obviously, he's not positive anymore, but, like, you think right. that has affected his play? I think him and Zeke are really being affected by this. Like, Zeke does not look the same. Since he got it, and then Cam, I feel like it'll take him a couple of games, but like I don't, I don't know right now. He just doesn't look good. Like the we're recording this super fucking late, by the way. But like to jump real quick, like the Bills game, he looked okay, but like him throwing the ball, he can't throw the ball on the right side of the field for whatever reason. Like I'm not too sure what what the deal is with that, but um, yeah, this team does not look good. Probably gonna win like seven, eight games, but we'll see. Who knows? We could, I, I honestly feel like the Bills could have a collapse and the Dolphins are the Dolphins, and we still might have a chance. It's kind of like the NFC East, like everybody still has a chance. I still feel that way. The Bills don't look good to me, so who knows, bro? But I, I don't know. Week seven, bro. Let's just let's just, let's just jump into it. Falcons, Lions, what happened? Bro, I mean, listen. The the whole Todd Gurley trying to not get a touchdown. I mean, I understand. Like, it's not his fault. I don't blame him at all no. whatsoever. Like, you're running back. You got the whole purpose of being on out on the field is to score. And you know, even if he didn't score that touchdown, there's no guarantee um, we make that field goal. So you got to take the points whenever you you can and. Yeah, I know uh, Koo is our is, is one of the best kickers in the league, but still, like, you never know what can happen out there. You know, could have blocked the kick, and mm-hmm. we still could have taken this L. So, I don't blame Gurley for what he did, honestly. Um, I blame, like, I it, it frustrates me that we're blaming this more on Gurley, not um, the than the defense, because the defense is just unacceptable, bro. Like, mm-hmm. the only bright spots I see in there right now is Grady Jarrett in the middle, which he, 
everyone should know who Grady Jarrett is at this point. He's one of the best deep tackles in the league. Um, Debo, he's still doing his thing. But, man, the secondary is just too young, bro. Too young. And Keanu hasn't looked good at all ever since those two career-threatening injuries that he had with the AC on the Achilles. He just looks like he's a, he's like off the step. And you can tell. You get those injuries got to him now. And uh, Ricardo Allen is just, I don't know, like, I think his time's up soon, pretty soon. And, yeah, man, the secondary is just not – just like how you mentioned with your Patriots having secondary problems and stuff, like, same goes with us, bro. Like, I don't like them. Um, I mean, obviously I do like them, but I don't trust them at the time being. And it's just going to continue to happen throughout the whole season. Our, our secondary is young, and half of our secondary is young, and half of them are just just not the same, just not how they used to be. So we need to address that issue soon. I know we got A.J. Terrell, though. That's one bright spot, I would say. But he's still young. He still has a lot to learn. But, yeah, man, this defense is just unacceptable, in my opinion. And I know we're, me and you keep blabbing how we should get an offensive coach, head coach. But, I mean, honestly, we might be able – we might need to get a defense coach again, to be quite honest. The right defensive coach to address this defense because, I don't know, I have so many questions for the Falcons that I, I need answered. But I, I mean – What's going on with your pass rush, too? Like, where's Dante at? Exactly. I feel like he had a good three games and then kind of disappeared. McKinley, McKinley too, he had a couple good games. He disappeared. It's just a product of the offensive line adjusting to their their strengths. Like, the thing is, Fowler is a very speedy guy. He's like a big Beasley, in my opinion. But the only difference is Fowler has kind of like a set of moves. You know, he can mix it up here and there with his speed, but... Beasley just had one move, and I think it was a spin move that he had. And I mean, Lightman caught up to that real quick. McKinley is just—he—he he shocks me the most because I had so many, I had such high hopes for the guy. Like he—he's quick, but he's also kind of big for his size. So I thought he was gonna implement like a like a like a you know like bull rushing alignment, but that's just not his style of play, and it's kind of hurting him at this point. But I don't know, man. I know he, I heard he's on the trade block coming up, so trade deadline soon so we'll see what happens and yeah if i was one of the the free agent what is it like when you sign a free agent and let him pan out so he's one of those guys this year mm. so i mean you have him for what three years three yeah years? i mean who knows maybe he'll he'll turn improve he's still kind of yeah he might turn it around soon i mean he's not old either he's mm. he's still under 30 i think he's 28 29 so He's not up there yet in the age, but he still has a chance to turn around. But we'll see with who, whoever comes in as the next coach. Because you got to remember, he signed there because he's he's close with Dan Quinn. Yeah. So now that he's gone, who knows who knows what he's going to do. So we'll, we'll figure that. We'll address that soon as well. But for the time being, I'm, I'm not liking this defense. I don't trust him one bit. I agree. And then just to touch on the Patriots game. Absolutely dominated 33-6 to by the Niners. It was just a bad matchup. Kyle Shanahan knows how to play Belichick. That's oh, yeah. Even with the healthy um, Patriots squad, Shanahan kind of had. I mean, was, he still put up some points in Washington, obviously in Atlanta. I mean, he knows how to play him, so I wasn't too surprised. It just wasn't a good matchup. Like I said, we like big guys in size and speed on defense. and that They took advantage of that pretty easily and cam got benched because again he can't throw on the right side of the field i I don't understand i think his shoulders hurt and we don't want to admit it but um he did not look good at all in that game and 
I said, bro, we'll see. But I feel like he's going to take a, lo- a while to get back in the game shape. So something to watch for. Man. They got they got whooped. I watched that whole game just like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, it is what it is. You know, The, the only bright spot of our team is not, honestly Damian Harris, our running back. And yeah, I mean, picked him up for, for our fantasy league. And at first, I was skeptical, but I'm actually liking this guy now. I'm looking at him. I mean, he t- I told you he could take Sony Michelle's job, and you know, Con- uh, Sony got COVID, but you know, I don't think he's gonna get it back. He's probably gonna just split carries with them, but he's gonna be the the lead back going forward. But yeah, I don't know. I, I the Patriots have the Jets on Monday night, so we'll see if they can turn it around. I'm not. I'm still kind of like uh, we might lose that game because. You really think you guys are gonna lose that game? I don't. I don't think we are, but I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it's just that it's just been one of those type of years. So we'll see. But uh, let's get to the bigger games. Bet you everybody's like, man, what is this, the Patriots Falcons podcast? <laughs> but the Steelers Titans that was a really good game, and it wasn't close for a while. But did this, are the Steelers contenders for you? Like legit, like. Yeah. Um. So, so I just want to give a quick shout out to my boss Justin and my coworker Franny. Them two are Steelers fans. They've been blabbing about them since last year, uh, even before this season or the off season even started. When I first met them, they were Steelers fans, so I know their 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 loyalties are. They're not bandwagoners. And yeah, man, they keep hyping up these Steelers all year. We've been watching them a lot closer this year, uh, just because of them. I've been paying attention to the Steelers a lot actually, and they look like a real deal, man. I did not know they were number one in sacks. And they are our top three, I think, defense this year. So, yeah. you know how I, you know how I play defense in the championships, and I mean it's true, man. I think I really do think these guys are Super Bowl contenders. Uh, I want to see how they match up against like the Chiefs, but for the time being, man, they are they're slowing down at the very least. These teams that they're going up against. So I'm I was impressed by this Titans victory because the Titans looked good heading into that game. I believe they were undefeated too, right before they played the Steelers. Yeah. So. Shout out to the Steelers. They kind of let the let off the gas pedal uh, at the end. That's how the Titans came back. But mm-hmm. I like the thing I like is Big Ben just spreads the ball around so much, man. Like this guy just doesn't give a fuck. Like he'll throw it to anybody. Right. And yeah, Claypool. I think that's Claypool's yeah, like yeah, man. You see Claypool out here getting four touchdowns one game, and then the next he just gets one target, and then you see Juju going off this game. Like it's crazy to me, man. It baffles me, and it's scary that. And I know you mentioned it. The Steelers just. Develops like so many good receivers, yeah. And yeah, man, like I don't know. It's I think that's the big Ben effect in my opinion. But we'll see. I mean, they got a couple games coming up that are tough. We'll we'll talk about the Ravens game in a bit. But yeah, I don't know. I'm liking the Steelers team. I'll probably pick them as my third favorite to win the Super Bowl, second favorite behind the Chiefs and Seahawks. See the, I agree. The Steelers they're contended, but to, you know what? I was telling my friend because he's a Steelers fan. Shout out Roberto, but. Uh, I was telling him this room, this room, like, it just has lingering, like, reminds me of the Rockets of 2018. If they don't win the Super Bowl this year, they're gonna, it's gonna be broken up. Honestly, feel like Bud Dupree's gonna leave. Big Ben's probably gonna retire pretty soon. Like, this just reminds me of the Rockets of 2018. Like, this is their all-in year. They have to win it, and if they don't, who knows what's gonna happen in the offseason? But. I like this team. They're tough. They're run defense. But you know what? I'm going to take it with a grain of salt on who they're beating because their run defense is elite. But their secondary, you can, you can throw on them. And the two teams that they played, 
Ryan Tannehill in the second half kind of went off, and I know you said they let off in the gap. They let off a little bit in the second half because they were up so big. But you know that you can throw on this team, and that just like the Seattle Seahawks, like their defense is gonna be a little bit tested in the playoffs. Like you said, I don't, I don't have them beating the Chiefs in the playoffs. Like if this is an AFC Championship game, I'm gonna take Mahomes because they Mahomes, the Chiefs don't really run the ball like that. Like they can. But their bread and butter is Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Nicole Hardman. Like, I want to yeah. see that secondary against that offense because that's what they're ultimately going to have to go up against to go to the Super Bowl. I and agree. Just I like their pass rush, though. I mean, TJ Watt was my defensive player of the year before yeah, the season started. I remember you called so, it. Shout out to you for that. So, wow. I, I like the secondary. I like Minka Fitzpatrick. But besides that, like, what? Shot, man, fucking Jets, bro. They traded Avery Williamson to the Steelers. I mean, why are we giving good teams good players? What what is going on here? They're, like, they're oh, buying. They're it. called buyers, bro. Just like, oh, fuck it. Bro, a fifth or a sixth round pick, whatever it was. Come on, bro. I mean, you can get out there, man, in the market. I just feel like <laughs> there's just crazy. anything else for that. Yeah, uh, yeah man. I, don't I like know. the Steelers, like you said. I think they're like the third favorite, fourth favorite for me. But they're looking yeah, good. The- the good. crazy thing is, I didn't expect this coming this season. I know they were no. gonna have a good year. You know, to be, I knew they were gonna make playoffs, but I didn't think they were gonna go ham like they are. And it's surprising to me. But that's so you know, shout out to Coach Tomlin, like giving up on this team. So I feel like a little bit of it, he was a kind of a little on the hot seat for having some like you know mediocre seasons these past years. I mean, but he's turning it around kind of a little bit. You know, he's they're undefeated, bro. They're undefeated. So. Yeah. We'll see how long that goes, but I don't know. Like, if they were to play the Chiefs right now, I'll actually pick the Steelers. To be quite honest with you, can we go back to our playoff predictions? We didn't have the Steelers making it. Oh shit! Well, (laughs) there you go. There you go. You had had the Patriots, Raiders, and Broncos in the wild card. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'll take it back. But still, though, nah, you're good though. The Steelers. That's the way the fucking season goes. It flows. Go with the flow. Yeah, and then you know COVID and all that stuff too. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was. I'm surprised, man. These guys, these guys surprised me this season. And I'm and like I said, but right now the Chiefs Steelers game, I would pick Steelers because I really? feel like this defense. Yeah, I like this pass rush so much, bro, and I just feel like um they can definitely stop the run, which is gonna make the Chiefs like one dimensional, I guess you can say, and. They're gonna have to force Mahomes to throw like sixty times to <laughs> that, win. And I know Mahomes. Keep, yeah, I know Mahomes is capable of doing it, but still, like this Patrick is just gonna give them run for their money. To be quite honest, so we'll see. I mean, I would probably pick the Steelers, but it, it's a toss up. More than likely, the Chiefs will win it. But hey, we'll see how that happens. It, will, it might happen in the playoffs uh, coming up, and we'll talk about it when that time comes. But um, so you have it's. So who your top three run out favorites are the Chiefs and Steelers and the Seahawks? Yeah, Chiefs, Seahawks, Steelers. Uh, I think those are the three teams that I would say making the most noise. And the Bucks. Like don't sleep on the Bucks. Their defense is well, really, really taking care of business right now. Like that well, we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about the Bucks in a bit. We'll talk about the Oh Bucks, yeah, I'm just saying my top four right there. I'll have yeah. to put them up there. But yeah, bro, like you're your NFC South rival, how you feeling with Brady being in the division and all that? Like now you're seeing them, like taking care of teams and you know Brady looking good again. 
what do you think of this team? And the Bucks are good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. They're they're more than likely probably gonna win this division. But I don't know. The Saints are up there with them still, so we'll we'll see. But to me, there there's just so many like I guess you can say egos or personalities in this team mm-hmm. that I just. I just don't know if it's gonna click to me, bro. Like I know they're showing it on the field; they're playing really good together and stuff. But I just feel like at some point, Eagles are gonna clash. I don't know if it's gonna be with Brady and like Bruce Arians, because like I I feel a little tension there, bro. Arians did not want to send AB and begin with, and look now he's now he's in the team. And I know Brady guys said, "Oh, Brady had nothing to do with it." Like, bro, (laughs) stop lying. Yeah, come on. I feel I just feel some slight tension there. Um. I don't know. Gronk is a personality too. You know that Mike yeah, Evans. Gronk has a... don't give a fuck. He, he even said he's just there. I'm there to block, baby. Like, I mean, Mike Evans is the one I'm worried about because in the Raiders game he looked frustrated, and Arian said, "Well, he didn't complain, but you know, your <laughs> your actions and your body language speak louder than words." And he looked like he was gonna throw a tantrum, and I, maybe somebody talked to him, but. Like, he looked like he was about to throw a fit, for sure. Like, he didn't catch a ball until the fourth quarter. And I think he only got, like, two catches for, like, 50-something yards or something like that. Two catches for 37 yards. Like, I know it's pissing him off because he's not getting the ball like he was with Jameis. But, I mean, it's working. Like, it's, you know, Brady has Scotty Miller and Gronk and, you know, Godwin when he's healthy, which he hasn't been healthy all year, but. I don't know. We'll see what happens with AB. Like, AB's gonna take yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. AB's coming soon. So yeah, AB's gonna take over Scotty Miller's role. Like, he's gonna be all over the field. Maybe that opens up Mike, but I don't know. Mike's looking, looking a little shaky this year, and maybe it's just because of Brady. Like, you know, Brady runs his offense a certain way, and I'm surprised he's not throwing it to him more. You know, like. He's always wanted a big dude like Randy Moss. That was his dude. Mike Evans is a big dude. He can run. He can jump. He can do all that. And he's not getting them the ball like he was the first couple of weeks. And then these past three weeks, the production's not there anymore. And you can tell he's getting frustrated. So I don't know. I I see what you're saying though. Like maybe Mike Evans is gonna be the one that starts throwing temper tantrums and the Eagles get in the way and all that. But. Yeah, Ron, the talent's there though. Like the yeah. talent definitely is there. Like they, pure talent, I would say they're probably top three most talented teams in the league. But it's just egos, man. And like, and you just added AB. Like, who knows how he's gonna be? Mm-hmm. I mean, he could act mature, but like, really, what goes on behind the locker room, we don't know. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see how that boils and stuff. But... Man, but Devin White and Levante David. Oh yeah, wow. I was literally I was just about to talk about that, bro. Their defense was. Great last year though too. Mm-hmm. A lot of like people forget five. that. Yeah, yeah five, a lot of people 10. forget that. Their defense is young. Um, I, I uh, I was a big fan of uh, what's the his name? The linebacker you just mentioned him. Uh, Devin White. From LSU, yeah, from LSU. Yeah. And the reason why is because he was good friends with Debo from the Falcons. When uh, I think he came a year after uh, Deion Jones got drafted by us. And that mm. was when Deion Jones was like, like, like he was the star in the making, and then he was. Pretty much, like, I was following Deion Jones after that, and he was just talking about how Devin White's the next great linebacker after him. Like, one of the young guys coming up. And then I saw the Bucks drafting him, and he's just, he's literally a Deion Jones. 
uh, he's he's just a healthier version of him now because he's fast. He's he's a fast linebacker. You know how the league physical. is today. You need speedy linebackers. He's physical. Like this man has it all in, in the linebacker package. So yeah. yeah, like I knew that the linebacker or the Bucks were gonna have a great linebacker, Devin White, and I kind of low key wanted him to hit. Wanted the Falcons you know, so he could pair up with Debo, but I mean that wasn't a need at the time, so yeah. unfortunately that happened. But I knew this defense was gonna be good though with him behind there, and they're developing, bro. It's yeah. More and more, they're good, but they're they're still getting better. The corners are surprising to me. I didn't think they're gonna be this good. I, I like Carlton Davis is he's okay. Um, Edwards, I think he's a safety, but I don't know their corners like they are really shocking. I love. Antoine Winfield Jr. Like that, I hated that the Patriots didn't draft him. And, you know, he's doing good. He's making plays. He got his first interception in that game. So, yeah, man, this defense, it's looking scary. Vita Vea got hurt. That's why they traded for that dude from the, the Jets, McClendon. Um, you know, Dominican Sue's there, Shaq Barrett. Forgot Dominican JPP. Like, they got, they got a front four. Got a couple of veterans. Yeah, yeah, they got a front four. I don't know. We'll see. I have to see more. Obviously, they're playing the Giants tonight. I'm not too. I'm not gonna really take anything away from that game. But they got the Saints next week. That's gonna be a big game. Sunday night, Saints Bucks. I don't know. It's gonna be an interesting game. I, I that week one game was an anomaly. They were their chemistry wasn't there. Brady was off. But we'll see. Now that you know they got that chemistry and the all that going, there's no excuses now. If the Bucks lose, then I have an issue with them. Right now, I like them. They're a good team, but if they lose next week, they're gonna fall like a little lower for me for contenders if they can't beat the Saints, especially right now with the whole Mike Thomas drama and all that. So, yeah. What's but, another game? Um, that's, that's pretty much it from Week Seven. It's not really. I don't know. I oh, don't want to, oh, the Seahawks Cardinals game. Oh, was that week? Oh, wow. I was about to skip that over real quick. Real quick, we'll talk about that, but. Cowboys, Washington, what were your boys, what, what was the the environment over there? In <laughs> well, Texas the at, first, at first in the game started, people were kind of like, okay, you know, this is a winnable game. You know, it's Washington. <laughs> you know, we, we could beat this team. And, yeah. and then uh, uh, Andy, oh, because you got to remember, they, they stopped the, the, the Washington team at the goal line. They mm-hmm. went for it on fourth down and they stopped them. And you know, that, was, that was a big Big momentum changer for the defense, especially because they got Van Der Esk back that game. That yeah. was the first game back for Van Der Esk. And the defense, you could tell, bro, the defense got, got better with him on the field. And they made a big play, but the next thing you know, Dalton, Dalton gets uh, sacked Chip and shot, gets a safety. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, prior to the cheap shot, though, he got sacked oh, and they yeah. gave up the cheap safety. Shot. And then it just went all downhill from there. Um, but, yeah, the cheap shot, too, though, that was – that was messed up, though. Um, a lot of people were kind of pissed about that in, uh, back here in Texas. But, you know, um, that kind of – I feel like that that injury has just – it's over. Like, the Cowboy – the fans know now it's it's over. Like, they're, they're just playing for pride now at this point. And yeah. They, Did, they, Danucci, they lost that game. There's no fans over there? What's up? There's no uh, Danucci fans, the quarterback? No, the no. Everyone hates him, bro. And it's because <laughs> I was working – and then uh, I was like, yo, what's this guy's name? I asked them. And they're like, oh, I don't know, Danucci or something. And I was like, oh, okay, let me see this play real quick. And I saw it, but, bro, it was a duck. He threw a duck <laughs> to, like, I think it was to Cooper. It was, like, way off. He didn't even, 
was it close to me? I was like, oh my god, they all just like looked disappointed, bro. Like they put their heads down. Like yeah, this is this ain't gonna work anymore. So I, I don't know, bro. The Cowboys, yeah. and it's but it, I do want to say something about the Cowboys real quick. I'm I'm happy that they're struggling. I'm not gonna lie. I'm 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 happy they're struggling. But I'm also a little concerned because now they are, I believe, on contention now for a top five pick in the draft. And, mm. and, you know, this is a pretty loaded draft, I think, to me this year. And I don't know. If, if, especially with Dak, with the whole Dak issue going on, they might get a quarterback. It just depends where, where they land. But yeah. I don't know. Even if they're, like, top six, top seven, I think Jerry Jones might make a move to get a top two quarter, or a quarterback this year. I think this is the year Jerry Jones decides to get himself a Maybe if, he, if he's we'll in the see. if he's in the right position if he's in the right position I just have this gut feeling like in me that Jerry Jones is gonna do it. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, everyone everyone left by the fourth quarter. I'm not gonna lie, you worked Jeez. out super slow. Yeah, it's twenty five to three. So it was yeah, it was a blowout. It yeah, was but over. hold up, shout out to you, bro, because I would have skipped over that game. Cardinal Seahawks. Um, wow, this is the Kyler me and you were raving about all Sir. year long before the season started like bro i knew i i was like bro he's gonna step up he's like a little he's a little more shiftier than lamar he's i think he's a lot quicker than lamar and boy he showed out I, th- this is the game that made me worry about the seahawks you know when they get into shootouts like this like remember the patriots game in week two they got into the shootout they in the end they were they won and now in this game Kyler, bro. I don't know. What, what were your thoughts? The defense looked good. I, I, you know, Buddha Baker made some plays. Isaiah Simmons made a clean ceiling interception, basically. I don't know. I like Me, this. I like this team, but Cliff Kingsbury's offense is kind of predictable right now. Oh, uh, obviously. I mean, I agree. But to me, he out Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Like Russell Wilson, the man can't be stopped. Like plain and simple. Like the man can, can pass. He can run. And get you a first down when you need it, and literally Kyler Murray did that in the fourth quarter, bro. Like I, they were down ten with like a beat, I believe like four, three minutes left in the game. Yeah. And I did not doubt them one whatsoever, because look, I mean, as much as we credit the Cardinals' offense, the Seahawks' defense is just not good this year at all. Like that's yeah. my main, that's like my biggest question mark for the Seahawks this season is like as good as your offense can be, this defense struggles sometimes, and Kyler Murray. Tore, tore them up, bro. Like he, it was like third and eight, one play. He just ran, easily ran, did a quarterback draw, easily ran, got a first down. Like this man could do it all. He can run, he can pass, and they're not ducks either. They're dimes that he's throwing. It's a scary thing to see. And I, mm-hmm. I saw the potential. I know you saw it too. We both saw the potential of Kyler Murray with uh, when he got drafted. So I know he's a short quarterback, but like I said, he's out Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson. So yeah. I don't know. Shout out to Kyler Murray. This is what we expected when when we drafted him. He was what the leader in rushing yards that game and passing yards. So the man's doing it all. Um, he he loves having Hopkins on his team because Hopkins I swear is just catching everything. I every time I look in the stats in every game, Hopkins has like ten catches a game. So it's crazy. <laughs> this was a game. This was like to me a game I expected the Seahawks to lose coming into it, and when they were up ten, it kind of surprised me. But I knew this game wasn't over. And you know, questionable decisions. I think Pete Carroll should have kind of low key went for it on fourth down a little bit. I know he was trying to be safe. Oh, with the, the Carlos side, the three runs? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they should have been more aggressive about it. But, hey, you know, he, he trusted his defense, and it, 
didn't work out for him. But yeah, shout out to Kyler Murray though. Chase Edmonds, guys, fantasy owners. Chase Edmonds looks like such a big play uh, guy next week. Mm-hmm. So you're on bye week this week, right? Yeah. So next week, guys, I don't think Kenyon Drake will be back yet. But yeah, that's all I gotta say about the game. That was a great game. Tell you that. I thought they were gonna tie again, bro. Just like last year when they played in Arizona. Or was it last year or two years ago? A couple years ago, six years. Yeah, when they tied. Because the Seahawks got the – no, the Cardinals got the ball first. They didn't do anything. Then the Seahawks got the ball. They didn't do anything. And the Cardinals were like two minutes left. They they had one more shot. They almost lost it too. So, I don't know. It was a great game. I'll tell you that. I can't wait for the – I don't know when they play again in Seattle. But I can't wait for that game. I believe it's week 12. Is it? Oh, it's week 11. Sorry. Week 11. Week 11. Thursday night one. football, boys. Thursday night football. Oh, that's the, wow. That's going to be a good one. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, now that's it from week 7. We can talk about the Giants and Eagles. How the Eagles almost blew that game, but uh, that's pretty much it for week 8. just happened. Uh, my most shocking loss of that of yesterday either has to go to the, the Packers losing to the Vikings or the Titans losing to the Bengals? <clears throat> no, I don't know. Wait, you're going to say that the, you thought the Bengals were going to beat the Titans and the Vikings were yes. going to beat the Packers? No, 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 no. Not the Vikings. The Bengals? The Bengals mm-hmm. Yes, because I I know the Bengals have been getting losses lately, but, but they, they haven't have. been bad. They've yeah, been improving lately. Like, they should have beat the Browns, I think, the week before that. Prior, yeah, but they lost to the Browns. So, bro, bro. Week seven. It's the Joe Burrow fight. They should have beat the Colts, too, in week six. They yeah, even kept it going. So, I don't know. I, I saw this kind of coming, and, and they were at home this week. I feel like they would have been motivated to beat this Titans team because they've been – Titans been looking real good this year. I feel like they wanted to send a message beating one of these good teams. So, I'm not that surprised by the Bengals' uh, win. Vikings, yes, because the Vikings looked horrible week one against the Packers, bro. The Packers just – Aaron Rodgers just dominated that game great in Minnesota. So, yeah, that game was surprising. You know what I mean? Like all the the points they scored in the first one, like the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, they look terrible. And then fucking Dalvin Cook wanted to wake up today or yesterday. Like, man, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, I think he sent a message because I mean, you gotta remember, uh, we beat the Vikings for our first one of the season, the Falcons, yeah. and they didn't have Dalvin Cook that game. They they decided to take keep give him an extra week's rest because they had the bye week after. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Dalvin Cook kind of was looking. I think deep down he's upset that he didn't play that game because, I mean, we tore them up and then he came back with the legends. I don't know. I should have saw that coming too, honestly. I didn't think of it, but yeah, man. Uh, but you gotta also think the Aaron Rodgers coming back. That last drive, he he was making some noise and then that sack happened. It cost everything. But mm-hmm. it happens, you know. Like we mention all the time, this is probably the one biggest thing everybody should take out of this podcast is you never know what happens in divisional games. Yep. Look at that. We saw the, the Vikings beat the Packers in a, in a game they should not have won. So, uh, yeah, that's the most shocking one for me is that one. Though. Actually, the second most shocking game is the Jets-Chiefs game. Why? Um, I thought the Chiefs were going to be in by 30, bro. Oh. <laughs> they were like, oh by like, like 26. 26. And yeah. I was about to bet by boss Mike because uh, we betted on the on the Clemson game Saturday night uh, when they played Boston College. I told him that Boston College was – he's like – He's like, I'll bet Clemson. Like, alright, I'll take Boston College, but you gotta give me two touchdowns. He's like, alright, cool. Like, the spread is like twenty-seven, I think, or twenty-six and a half mm-hmm. for Clemson. So I was like, yeah, I'll take half of that. He's like, okay, cool. And Boston College only won, lost by like, I think four. Mm-hmm. 
So he wanted to make up his money. I told him, hey, Chiefs-Jets, just give me 14. or Because the spread for the Chiefs-Jets game was, was 21. 21 or something. Yeah. I was like, hey, give me 20, and I'll take the Jets. And he didn't want to take it because he was scared <laughs> from the Clemson game. Damn. And he should have. I mean, he won by <laughs> 26. Yeah. But I just thought that the Jets were going to make it closer. Yeah, fucking did. sports oh, betting is something else. I feel like we should make a, we should do that a weekly, like a fucking betting podcast, because that that's so much to get into. But uh, yeah, I was, yeah, I was a little yeah. surprised too. I thought the Chiefs were gonna smoke them. I mean, they did, but more than they did. But you know what? The one game I learned the most of Falcons uh, Panthers. This is the Teddy Bridgewater I was scared of. This dude. What have I been saying from the beginning, Julian? Teddy Bridgewater is a game manager. He can't move the ball down, and he's been shutting me up. You know, I, I like I said, I, I'll eat the crow. The past couple of weeks, Teddy Bridgewater has been looking good, but against your Falcons, you look like the Teddy Bridgewater of New Orleans. And the check down Charlie, the uh, nothing's around, let me throw it away, or let me scramble and just throw a little three-yard pass. Like, that... He torched you guys two, three weeks ago, and then you guys figured yeah, him out like that. Yeah. Like, this is the Teddy Bridgewater I was worried about coming into the season, and I think the Panthers now that they need McCaffrey back, like they, that just shows they need him back because they need somebody electric on this offense. DJ Moore's electric, Curtis Samuel's good, but Mike Davis kind of just fell off a cliff, and I I can't find Mike anywhere. I have him I have him starting my league, and he's been getting me like eight nine seven points a week like he just kind of fell off and he had a big game against you guys and the Panthers are just they were in contention for a wild card I think they, they actually honestly could have pushed for it and now you know two games in a row I think they lost like two three games I think they're out of the playoff conversation now for sure like this yeah they were this they were three and two I think they were they lost yeah they lost three in a row to the Bears Saints and Fal- like, that's it like, that's the that's their season right there I yep. think the Vegas game is going to really bite them in the butt. You know, they could have won that game, and if they did, they would still be in the conversation. But for them to lose the way they've been losing, man, like this is the – Teddy Bridgewater looked good against the Saints, but this is the Bridgewater I was worried about. Now, you know, who's, we'll see. But, hey, man, your Falcons keep <laughs> winning games when uh, – I know, oh I know you think you don't – I know you don't want them to, but you know, they're going to keep fighting. I'm glad we won prime time though. I'm not gonna say yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I they, the Panthers embarrassed us at home a few weeks ago, and this is one of the rare games that I actually did want them to win. So I'm glad we eked out this victory. Hey, but shout out to Julio Jones, man. This man just keeps reminding the whole league, "Hey, don't forget about me. I'm still here." Mm-hmm. The man had 137 yards easily. I don't know what's up with him and the Panthers. I don't know what he has against the Panthers, bro. But this man always gets like 100 yards in the game against the damn Panthers, yeah. bro. Like, I remember he had that 300-yard game not too long ago against them. And I don't know, it's, if anybody in fantasy out there, if you're doing FanDuel or DraftKings, guys, remember, get Julio Jones when we play the Panthers because they have no answer for him. I don't think they ever will. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad we actually got this victory, not going to lie. Um, I know I kind of fucked this up in the draft order, but, I mean, hey, these are the kind of games that I take pride in. Uh, it was a divisional game. I was actually talking a lot last night to this Panthers fan here. I know around here. Um, and he just kept saying, like, you know, listen, you guys are going to come out with a big lead, and then I'll just I'll start worrying when we're down by two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. So 
Well, it is what it is. We got this victory. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Next week we got Denver. Yeah. So hey, shout out to all the Denver fans back home. I'm making some friendly wagers. If anybody wants to join in on these. Your schedule for the next couple of weeks, you got Denver, then a bye. At no, New listen, Orleans, listen. Las Vegas. We're, we're, oh, go ahead. We're not winning any of those games besides next week. Let's just, let's just, let's just. Vegas and the Chargers, right you have a chance. But no, divisional games, we, what have we been saying? Anything can happen in divisional True. games. True. You guys True. play so, so much better against the Saints. I don't understand it. Like the Saints, you guys wake up for those games. Saints, yeah, bro. Like, you always wake up for those games. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> so let's say you split the Saints, you win Vegas and win LA because you could. You're going to win Denver next week. I mean, you could. The there's, thing a, is, there's a possibility where you can squeak in. I'm not going to sit here and say it's 100%, but there's thing a roadmap. The Falcons always struggle with AFC opponents. Um, I remember the year we went to the Super Bowl, we lost all four of our. Games. No, I checked that. We won one of the three games against the AFC West last time we played. And that was the year we went to Super Bowl. We only beat the Broncos that mm-hmm. year, Denver. But we, we lost to the Chiefs, we lost to the Chargers, and I think we lost to the Raiders too. Don't quote me on that. But we always struggle against the AFC for some weird reason. Uh, yeah, I do agree. We're going to probably split one with the Saints. Um, more than likely, we'll probably take the one at home this year and then take the one at home. The Bucks. I don't think we're going to win the game. I'll tell you why. The defense is great. Yeah. Um, I feel like their defense is always prepared to play an offense like ours. Mm-hmm. And Tom Brady, for some reason, always has our number, bro. Like you can't, you can put that on the Super Bowl. And the last time we played the Patriots too, they, they just destroyed us. And I think that was more Brady than Belichick. So I don't know. I'm I'm nervous to play the Bucks. I don't think we're gonna take any wins there. I don't see any any of these games the rest of the schedule winning, other than the we'll Broncos see. and one of the Saints. Like you said, week twelve we have the Saints. Uh, week or week eleven, I'm sorry. Week twelve we have the Raiders, um, and then week thirteen against the Saints, and then the Chargers in L.A., and then the Bucks, Chiefs, and Bucks again. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't see us winning any of those games to be honest. But hey, like you said, happen, vision, you never know what happens. Yeah. Um. Let me see. The Bills Patriots game. I mean, we had it. Like I said, Damian Harris is the the shining spot in our offense, and you know Cam had a touchdown, and then for us to for him to fumble, I'm not gonna blame the whole game on him. It's just you can't fumble right there, bro. Like come on. Like I was scared even for us to kick that field goal because I'm like Nick Folk, he's very up and down. I don't know if he's gonna make this or not, but we had a chance to score a touchdown, and that fumble killed it. And that's why I'm worried about the Bills. With playoff contention, they've been looking bad. <laughs> they lost to the Jets by eight. They lost to the Chiefs. They lost to the. They got blown out by the Titans, and then they almost lost to the Patriots. Like I don't know. Like I don't know what's going on with this Bills team. Not too confident in them like I was before. And we'll see, man. Like the the Bills, they got shut down yesterday. Like one, Josh Allen only had one hundred and fifty four passing yards interception he had a rushing touchdown but i mean nobody really did anything like you know spectacular part, in the game you're right sides, that's just that's Harris. just what you always said though you always said this though the patriots just for some reason know how to beat the bills um, yeah that's why i, I thought know, they like, would they pretty, had a chance but you know, well <laughs> as best as good as i think the bills are you always say the patriots can beat the bills 
time. Well, shit, I mean, the, the Patriots aren't that good, bro. Let's be honest. They're struggling this year. They almost beat the Bills, and they're number yeah. one right now in the division. So it's, I don't know. Hopefully, that could be a confidence booster for Cam Newton coming into next week. I don't know who they got. Hopefully, they got the Jets on Wednesday night. Oh, that's right. Dude, let me just say this right now. If there's a game the Jets can win, this is going to be the game. Fuck that. We're going to blow them up by 10. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, like, throw you bad juju, bro, but Jets are at home on a Monday night. No, I know. That's what I was saying. If we lose the game, I'm not going to be surprised, but they better not fucking lose this game. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to come out here screaming, bro. Like, I'm going to lose my fucking <laughs> just, mind if they lose I that game. I just have this gut oh, feeling, bro. This is going to be the game, but we'll see. Cameron got a little bit of confidence in it for next week. Um, so, yeah. Uh, another game this week. Uh, oh, Obviously, Steelers Raven. Raven. Bro, like I said earlier, Steelers are the real deal. Um, I'm worried. I'm concerned about Lamar Jackson, bro. He's not the same. Um, but I kind of expected this. I kind of saw like team, teams this year defensively gonna adjust to his style of play. Yeah. They're kind of for, they're forcing him to throw the ball a lot more. Um, I know he's still racking 65, 60, 70 yards a game running, but mm-hmm. I just feel like they're forcing him to throw the ball a bit more this year, and it's it's actually not it's not helping him like. I don't know. Like you said, the, the Steelers secondary is kind of iffy, but they like still managed to like stop yeah. him for some weird reason. He only it's, had two hundred yards. It's also the Ravens receivers. Like I, besides Hollywood, I'm not really impressed by the receiving core. That's why they got Dez. Like that's why they sent yeah. him to the practice squad, which we know we're gonna they're gonna elevate him at some point. But maybe they just want him to get in a little more shape. But Miles Boykin, Willie Sneed, I mean. That's, Besides Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown, that's it. Like they don't really have anybody that can get separation and get open like that. So, yeah, I I don't blame everything on Lamar, but it's just you know he's not looking good, like you said. I agree. But see, the thing is, like the the Ra- to me the Ravens defense looked good this game. Big mm-hmm. Ben only had one hundred eighty yards. I mean, the man throws the ball. Yannick Ngakwe, they acquired him to help pass rush the passer because. They didn't really have any like edge guys, you know, besides Judon. So those two are gonna be causing some havoc. But yeah, Big Ben, Big Ben had a pretty good game. But yeah, I mean the defense had a good game, obviously. But yeah. like to his standards, bro. Like this season too, Steve, he's had better games. Mm-hmm. You know, the run game couldn't really get going. I know Connor got that touchdown. But yeah, man, like this is mm-hmm. a very toss. Like it was a toss up game, but I think this is completely winnable on the Ravens' part. Yeah, the, this was the Ravens just. just giving the game to the Steelers. The pick six early didn't help. And exactly. they just they kinda let up. Like like the Steelers let up against the Steelers. the Titans, they kinda let up. They were up seventeen seven and then all of a sudden the doors wide open twenty one seventeen. Now the Ravens are looking around like what the hell just happened? You know? So Yeah, they could have won that game easily though. Thanksgiving is gonna be a good game. And the Ravens Steelers um, on Thanksgiving night. So Yes sir. That's the one game I'm looking forward to, bro. I'm not looking Oh my god. Have you seen these Thanksgiving games? Come on, bro. Jesus Christ. No, I just know the Cowboys are Houston in Lions, the Lions and Washington Cowboys. Oh my god. Oh, they're not good. They're not good. Well, yeah, I guess I'm just going to hang out with the family this year until the night. Because <laughs> uh, that's ridiculous. Hey, bro, I'm actually going to be there if you want to watch the games. Yeah. Say less, bro. That's what we're going to do. A uh, couple more games. The Tua debut. What were your thoughts? He didn't do much, but. What were your thoughts when he was, you know, throwing the ball? Because that, the, Brian Flores, 
knows how to play Jared Goff. I'll say that. Yeah. Like, he whooped his ass that game. And that to me, that, that defense isn't as good as the Patriots' defense in 2018 when they won the Super Bowl. But, man, they got it's to him. There, they got to him, though. The secondary, there's a reason they got Byron Jones because he loves playing man. They got big dudes. They got Emmanuel Agba, Shaq Lawson. Or, is it Shaq? Yeah, Shaq Lawson. Kyle Van Noy. Like, they got dudes. And, but, man, Jared Goff looked terrible that game. I don't know. I don't understand what's up with Jared Goff, honestly. Like, like he has two good games, one good game, and then like three bad games. I just don't understand like what the Rams, the Rams to me are becoming the Jaguars. You know, they had Blake Bortles, and Blake Bortles will have a have a couple good games and then have a bunch of bad games. But they have a good defense. They have a pretty good offense. They just don't have the quarterback. I don't believe in Jared Goff. I don't understand. What are your thoughts on this Rams team after this game? The Rams, to me, they're like the biggest question mark to me because, like, I can see how good they can, like, their potential. But then, they, yeah, like you said, they they run into these like these games where just you 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 don't they don't look like a five and two team coming into the season mm-hmm. or coming into these games. So. It's, you're right. I I would agree. I didn't really think about it. Jared Goff was throwing sixty-one times, sixty-one yeah, attempts. He only accumulated three hundred and fifty-five yards. That's not good, in my book. And but my thing is, you say it's a quarterback, which I agree. I, I think it's the running game too, bro. They're not the same after they lost Brady. And I'm not talking about last season. Like, oh, when he got hurt. I'm talking, talking about like prime Gurney. Like mm-hmm. last year, he wasn't good. Like Gurney isn't himself anymore last year. And they need, I think they need to invest in a, in a running back this offseason. Because I think golf can feed off of that. I, I know you don't trust golf in any way. But I feel like if he had a great running back to support him, like an Ezekiel Elliott or something like that. I'm not saying I'm not saying Zeke in, in, like specifically. Don't sound about like a prototype player like Zeke. I think golf can have a great season if he did that uh, Super Bowl year. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. This defense is looking good. But we need to be careful because... They're gonna be under. They're gonna be over the cap next this offseason coming up. Do you think they've been extending have, all these players like they have money? <laughs> exactly, bro. But I mean, hey, we're in COVID now. You know, some of these owners are gonna want to cut, uh, cut the budget a little bit. So I don't know. Uh, they're gonna have this gut thing. They're gonna like lose a couple key defensive guys this offseason. So they're gonna have to rebuild. Honestly, yeah, I think Brockers is gone this year for sure. Yeah. Um. But looking at it through the Dolphins, though. I'm not gonna lie, I was a little disappointed too. Um, mm-hmm. I know they got the victory and stuff, but just I, I expect more out of Tua, bro. I, I really did. This yeah. is his first 12, game. I know he. But 12 for I 22, just, 93 yards, a touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just expected more. I thought he was gonna go off his game. Um, like if if I didn't see this game, if I looked up this score 2017, I would assume Tua had like 200 yards in passing, <laughs> and a couple running rushing yards. Man, no, he didn't really do much. This is more the defense than anything right. during this game. So I don't know. We'll see who they like, who they got next week. Uh, it's Cardinals in Arizona. Oh, oh, yeah. See, like that's 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 gonna be the game that's gonna define Tua to me. To me yeah. I mean, quite honest, because this defense is not gonna slow down. Yeah, this defense. Uh, well, it, yeah, this defense is gonna do what it did to the Rams oh, against no. the Cardinals. They're gonna have to rely on Tua to make plays. But man, we'll the, their highest. The lead, re- the lead receiver is Miles Gaskin with three catches for 16 yards. Like, if you, if you would have told me 
the Dolphins only had 143 total yards in offense, so I'd be like, oh, or 148. I would have been like, oh, the Rams must have blown him out. But no, Jared Goff wanted to give him the game. They, they got a punt return. Obviously, the fumble six. Like, I mean, it's... Man, the, Ram, the Rams shot themselves in the, in the foot a lot of times in this game. This is another game that they could have won. And, you know, Turnovers, bro. Yep. You know, period. Shoot themselves the in the foot. So, I don't know. What what do we got next week? I'm looking at this. Uh, I think they're on a bye. Yeah, they're so. on a bye next week. Yeah, so it's going to be, I'm going to be interested. They got the Seahawks in week 10, so it's going to be a good one. We'll see where the yeah, Rams like, are. Because the Rams' only victories are against the NFC West, or the NFC East. And yeah, the, and those aren't that impressive, to be yeah. honest. I don't know. I we'll see next week. Don't ask me again about Tua next week when they play the Cardinals. Yeah. And then we'll talk about more about the Rams in two weeks when they play the Seahawks. Because those two games are, are to me are going to define who they are as a football team. All right. Is it the last oh, and Tua has a great game, then I will you know, see. The answer. Hey, quick note though. Um, what are your thoughts on Fitzpatrick getting benched? Uh, I mean. He played not that good. He didn't play that good against the Jets. Right, let's be real. He had a pretty bad game, but I don't think it was bad enough to where they should have benched him. I don't agree with the benching at the time. I feel like you need two bad games from Fitzpatrick to be like, okay, let's move on. He only had one. Like The Jets wasn't that good, but they still beat him 24 nothing. So I'm not too sure why they did it. I mean, maybe they think two was the spark they need to win the division, but... Yeah, I don't. I didn't agree with the timing. I I don't think you throw him out to the wolves against the Rams against Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. But um, yeah, I think they should have waited. My opinion. Yes, and I was hearing Dog on Twitter. You know, you know Dog. Have you seen what he's what his theory is as to why they bench Fitzpatrick? What? I haven't seen it. What? So rumors are around the league that. The Dolphins wanted to pull the trigger with Tua right now, so they can see what they have in him, um, to see what what he's really about. Because the Texans are trash, bro, and they you know they have their pick. And if the yeah. Texans continue to struggle, the Dolphins are gonna are looking like to have are looking like they're gonna have a top five pick. And hey, they might invest in the quarterback, bro. Tua is not the guy. If Tua continues to struggle the rest of the season, yeah, the Dolphins might do the, yeah the Dolphins might do a Josh Rosen. Uh, effect where they just move on from tour right away and just draft another quarterback. That's, I think that's stupid. That is as far as the GM, as, as far as like the your front office, why are you wasting picks then? If you don't believe in the guy, go with Herbert. I Herbert, agree. Herbert uh, was on the I, table. And you picked Tua, even though you had the I, fear of his health. Like, what are you? What are we doing? I think they just really want to see what they have in Tua. Or they decide that because if Tua goes off, well, clearly they're not going to go for a quarterback. But yeah, if Tua struggles, they get they're going to start thinking like maybe we should just get another quarterback and trade for, trade Tua away because they need to see. I think that's why they started him. I think they just need to see what they have in Tua before they make that decision. Unless they get Trevor Lawrence, that's not worth it. Trey Lance and uh, Justin Fields. I mean, Justin Fields is playing good. Don't get me wrong, but unless you're getting the top guy. Like the Cardinals did, I don't, I don't agree with that. If if Tua does struggle, I don't agree with doing that at all. 
that's, yeah, so that's those, shocking. Wow, if that's those, true, that's really shocking. Yeah, those, those, those are some leaks rumors that I'm hearing. And wow. yeah, at first, Doc just tweeted it as a as like a as like his own theory, but then he he's having it confirmed by a couple leak sources that that mm-hmm. that might be the reason why Dolphins decided to start to. Yeah, because Dolphins um, better get Trevor Lawrence as long as they Yeah, to. I don't know. I think to me, I think this is a smart move though because. You know me. I was high on Josh Rosen when he got picked, and then look yeah. how he turned out to be. Uh, um, I mean, a lot of people are high on Tua, but who you just don't know. You know, he just he might be a Josh Rosen. He was in a better situation than Josh Rosen was. I agree. I Josh agree. Rosen has so, no O line, no running back, and Larry Fitzgerald. That's it. So I mean, to say, oh, this is all Josh Rosen's fault. Like, no, like, yeah, Cliff Kingsbury said. Josh Rosen's my guy, this and that, but I feel like that's different because Kingsbury wanted to draft his guy, so he got Murray. Ryan Flores, this is your guy. You drafted him, right? So what are we moving on from him for? Like yeah. I said, if you had the worry of him and his hip, why draft him then? Draft Herbert. Look at Herbert, what he's doing. Imagine if he was on Miami. They'd be like 6-2. Oh, yeah, and two. Yeah, they would be top of that division. Yeah, right? they would be they'd be right there with the Bills. So nah, I don't I don't know. That's pretty stupid on their end, but we'll see if that if Tua pans out. You know who like who cares? But if he struggles, you're gonna give up on a rookie already? Wow. We'll see. That's kind of dumb, but we'll see. Uh, what was the last game we were gonna talk about? That's pretty much it, right? From week eight. Yeah, I mean, four Niners, Seahawks, Seahawks blew out the Niners. Reports yeah. oh, chilled out. The Saints Bears. Freaking Javante Wims or whatever his name is made his boxing debut and punched the shit out of CJ Gardner Johnson. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. I oh, looked at man. him like, what are you doing, bro? And he punched him again and just started going out. I was like, whoa. Uh, but man, Gardner Johnson must have that effect of pissing people off because Mike Thomas punched him in practice too. That's why he didn't play against the, um, the Chargers that week. So, hey, maybe I don't blame Mike for doing that shit. <laughs> I guess because fucking apparently uh, CJ punt, uh, spit in Wims' face and that's why he did that. But, yeah, I don't know. That was a weird game. Hmm. The Bears it, was, it was a weird game. The Bears could have won that game. And, you know, they just let the Saints hang around too much and that's what happens. Yeah, the, the yeah, Bears are full of shit to me now. That I'm seeing <laughs> The Bears are full of shit. Come on, bro. Like, you're going to lose to the Rams. Like we just said, Jared Goff struggles all the time against a good defense. And you guys couldn't figure it out. Like, Nick Foles is kind of plateauing. And there's some buzz that Trubisky might get put back in the lineup. So, I don't know how people are going to take that. But Trubisky might get put, put back in the lineup because he can make plays with his legs on Nick Foles. So yeah, the Bears are a mess. I don't. I don't believe everybody wanted to watch this damn game at work. Um, I don't know why. Like the Seahawks had a complete control of the Niners all game. Yeah. D- D- Metcalf though, bro. Baby Julio Jones. I love that nickname for him. Yeah. Because that's what he LeBron is. LeBron called him Baby Bron. So. Yeah. No. Yeah, bro. Baby Bron. Baby Julio. Whatever you want to call him. Because this man is the next great receiver. He's gonna be the best receiver in the league in a few years. He probably already is up there with Hopkins and Julio and yeah. Michael Thomas, quote unquote Michael Thomas, and they're two currently. 
Yeah, he's there. He's right there. Yeah, Metcalf. <laughs> and I remember Bryce. I, it was like draft stock when when he came into the league. And the man's pretty freaking built. Like he was just all muscle, bro. No body fat in him. And That's... I remember looking at it, and he was he had a pretty good forty time too. I don't call me on a forty time, but I know it was like it's four. four three. Yeah, yeah, like four three. And I remember, I just remember draft experts quote unquote were saying, you know, like don't don't believe in the hype, bro. You know his physical tendencies, like he doesn't you know, have a, a route tree. Like who cares? Yeah. He'll learn. Like, yeah, exactly. You can teach that kind of stuff. You can't teach bench pressing seven thousand pounds. You know, like you can't teach that kind of stuff. So I would I don't love know. to have DK Metcalf. You drop him, Nikhil Harry. Like come on. The, oh, yeah, you think the I, you think the Eagles will love Nikki or DK Metcalf right now? They drafted JJ Ortega Whiteside. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. This this dude's a beast. Yeah, I like beast. him a lot. He reminds me of a Julio, a young Julio Jones. So I've heard the Julio. I've heard To. I've heard a lot of comparisons, but he's in the category of just elite. You know, man, that man's gonna be. He's, he's special. He's yeah, fucking he's special. Might be future Hall of Famer. Fun. Yeah. We'll um, see. We're hyped. But we'll see. I mean, it's rightfully so, though. He's playing out of his mind right now. Dude, this guy, what, 12 catches, 140 yards that game? He had a good rookie year, and then he's topping it off with this year. Usually, you know, the sophomore slump, that doesn't exist with this guy. This dude's going off. Like, even in that Cardinals game, he ran down Buda Baker for that touchdown, and they <laughs> they end up not scoring that play. So that was a really big stop, like a key stop by him. That that play reminds me of when Julio did that against the Bucks. Yeah, like, against Juan? I don't know. Yeah. But Kwan's DK, mess, DK was moving though. I was like, "Yo, <laughs> looks like he's about to murder that boy." I was that, like, Damn. I'm more, I'm more impressed by that play than the Julio one because when Julio's play, Quan had to like move around side to side and like the boy tackles. Yeah, and stuff. Julio was so, like, like kinda, in stride. Like, yeah, this dude was like running a forty with his knee cap, and that cat just caught up to him. Like, I was God, like, oh my God. God. God, that was impressive, bro. Last game we'll talk about Broncos Chargers. Chargers blow another lead. Hey man, Broncos getting some, stringing some wins, I guess. Hey, what are your thoughts? Hey, I like shot. the, I like the receivers, man. I like, I like Hamler and Judy. You think so? You like Hamler? I, I like Hamler. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm, I like I'm not him. a big he, fan, but he's, he's a he's speedster. I feel like they're not using him correctly, but um, I like them in Penn State. Penn State, right? Yeah, Penn State. And I want to ask you something though. Yeah. Is Drew Lock the is Drew Lock the answer? I don't think so. I don't think so. He's okay. had good games, but when it matters most, he throws the game away. And he, like against the Patriots, he gave us a chance to win. Two picks in a row. like And against the Chiefs, he, he was terrible. And the yeah. Titans game, 16-14, the whole game they had a chance to win, and he couldn't do it for them. I don't see it. I don't. And see, that that's the thing is, like, the Broncos are eking out victories. And I don't think that's a good thing. Because it's going to make Drew Locke look good. Yep. Yes. And and like you said, I don't believe he's the answer either. No. And if you're going to keep eking out victories, you know, the organization is going to be like, okay, you know, like, we, we got a future in this kid. And he's just going to be, like you said earlier, a Jared Goff or a, a Blake Bortles where, you know, you're going to have a good season and you're going to have a couple bad games. And, you know, that there goes your season. And, you know, the Broncos are in a tough pickle, in my opinion. This is why you know I didn't mind that they won this game yesterday. Mm-hmm. They're they're not bad enough to be a top five pick, but they're not good enough to be in the playoffs. Yeah. They're in like in the middle, and that's a bad spot to be in this league. Um, so the 
Broncos, I don't know. They're gonna have to decide. Are they, are they gonna are they gonna do a complete rebuild or are they gonna yeah, just I mean, try to contend for the playoffs? A rumor is if he's not the guy, watch out for Sam Darnold being traded over there. Oh, Sam Darnold. So, because Sam, I mean, it's inevitable that the Jets are gonna get Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, yeah. Unless someone gives them the whole house and then some to get the first. I don't pick think it's gonna happen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Unless that happens, like Trevor Lawrence is gonna be a jet. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But Sam Darnold, I mean, he could be on the move, Pittsburgh, Denver. Um, I would look at the Rams too, the Saints. I will see. He's in the cat like him and Dak are gonna have a very interesting offseason. I'm gonna keep a close eye on those two because I feel like those Sam Darnold's a good quarterback, he's just in a shitty situation. And I know you're not a big Sam Donald fan, but I think he has potential. And if he's in the right situation, he'll thrive. And you'll see once he leaves the Jets, you'll see, bro. He's good. I mean, I don't know. I don't have faith in the guy. <laughs> Maybe if he's in a new environment, we'll see. All right, so let's let's predict the Bucks giants game. It hasn't happened yet. Let's just see who gets it wrong. What are your projections for tonight's game? This will come out tomorrow, so let's use... Who's dead wrong? Go out. Okay, so listen. I think the Bucks are gonna win. Okay. Exactly. But I think the Giants are gonna beat the spread because the spread right now is twelve and a half for the Bucks. Okay. I'm gonna say the Giants make this close. Okay. They lose by ten points or less. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Bucks will eke out this victory. Um, I just don't think this is the, the the trap game that they're gonna pass through. All right. So, so I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna say this: Brady three touchdowns. Scotty Miller's going to have a good game. Fournette and Rojo are going to have a, a good game. And there's going to be a Daniel Jones fumble six, and it's going to be recovered by Levante David for a touchdown. It's going to be oh, yeah. 30 to 10. Oh, okay. They're, so they're covering the spread. Oh, yeah. This is going to be okay. a lot. All right. I'm going to go the opposite. Like I said, I think it's going to be closer than we <clears> think, <throat> and I think the Bucks are still going to win, though. All right. Oh, well, there you go. I say we're our super late ass <laughs> reactions to weeks five, six, and seven, and then obviously we give our week eight reaction. But yeah, bro, we're we're gonna be back on track. I promise you guys that. I know Oscar Oscar messaged me saying, "Where's the pod at? Where's the pod? At? Like it's coming, bro. Don't worry, just been busy, but we'll be back for sure. We still gotta talk about the LA titles. Um, LA titles. Got a what if coming? I know you're ready for that. What if? Got a what if coming too. I want to do one so, mention for it. Yeah, guys, that's it. Uh, go follow our social medias. Go subscribe to Sports Inferno. It's back. We got it back. So, um, yeah, I mean, stay blessed, stay safe. You got anything else to say, Julian, before we go? Sir, stay safe, guys. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.